friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, friends, are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared on Mother's Day, May 14th, at Timothy Lutheran Church, looking at the commands of Jesus. The title of the sermon is, Do I Have To? Let us pray. Lord, I ask that you speak through me this morning. Lord, may the words that come from my mouth give honor to you and your holy word. Please guide me with your words to send and equip this flock to grow your family and show your love. I ask all of us in the name of our crucified and resurrected Savior, who died and rose for our sins. Amen. Hello, friends. Hello. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. So when I saw the gospel reading today, and it got to where I got the title of the sermon, Jesus talks about commandments, and I remember mom. My mom loved me more than anything in the world. But my mom had so many rules that she would give me, right? And she repeated them over and over. And a lot of times I would respond with, do I have to? Right? Jesus gives us a command today. Our response is, do I have to? So all the moms, thank you for what you do. Being a mom is no easy task. You wear all kinds of hats. You're a teacher, you're a nurse, you're a coach, you're a counselor, you're a chef, you're a chauffeur, you're a housekeeper, among many other things. Not only do you wear a lot of hats, as I said, mom had all these rules growing up. Some of the most famous mom rules. Hold your horses. Don't cry over spilled milk. Shut the refrigerator door. Don't make me come in there. How many times do I have to tell you? What part of no don't you understand? And my favorite... If your friends jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? More times than not, my mom gave me rules to follow, and I'd respond, do I have to? Because I didn't want to follow the rules. But yet, mom was persistent when our rules were growing up. Like I said, sometimes I felt like mom repeated them over and over again. So many times, I can still hear the words in my head. I found this little video about things that moms say, or maybe things moms don't say, to share with you this morning. I'm so bored. I wish I had something to do. (sighs) 
Thanks for letting me sleep in, kids. If you make a mess in the kitchen, please let me know so I can clean it up. Raising kids is so easy. I just love driving around all day. Oh, I never have to repeat myself. They always listen so carefully. Oh, look. An empty box of cereal. Love it. Just wipe it on your sleeve. It's pretty cold, but you don't need a coat. Oh, you don't have to push in your chair. Don't make your bed, you're just gonna sleep in it again later. I think I'll skip the coffee today. You know, these throw pillows look way better on the floor. I'm really not that busy. Well, you haven't showered in three days, but I think you smell great. We do have food at home, but let's just go out to eat. Just brush your teeth whenever you feel like it. Here, take my phone charger and go put it in your room. Oh, just leave your dirty dishes on the counter. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's all pull on our phones. Youth sports are so cheap. Braces are so cheap. School fees are so cheap. Hey, can you come crawl in bed with me around 2 a.m.? Thanks. Okay, I just spent two hours making dinner, but if you don't like it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll make you something else. Don't even bother looking for that. I'm sure it's lost and gone forever. Can somebody please throw something at my head? I mean, I can keep track of every single one of your things. I get a ton of sleep. I get a ton of gratitude from my children. I get a ton of unsolicited help with the housework. Oh, you don't have to hurry up. We're gonna be right on time. Can someone please throw something at the TV? Thanks for doing the laundry, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you use your outside voice? Fight, fight, fight! The floor of this vehicle is so clean, I can't believe it. Oh, good. Another trip to the grocery store today. Let's go. Somebody want to come use the bathroom while I'm in here? We all love our moms, despite all the rules. You know, it's something that, you know, we, it's not that we don't want to follow the rules. We just don't want to follow the rules all the time. You see, following rules is not something we do well in our culture. You tell yourself, well, they're not rules. Their suggestions. The speed limit really isn't the speed limit. I can drive 10 miles an hour over the speed limit and not get caught. The mattress tags, well, I just tear those things right off, right? Stopping behind the stop sign, I forgot that was even a rule for some driver's ed, right? Hey, well, at least I stopped, right? Skipping school or class, eh, it's not a big deal. The list can go on and on of rules that can be stretched or ignored. We break rules every day. The best example of breaking rules is flying. Watch people in the ticket line. Watch people try to get through security. Watch people boarding the plane with their carry-ons. You know, there's signs all over the airport about how many carry-ons you can have. And then they have those little metal small boxes that you can place your carry-on into to measure and see, to make sure your carry-on is the correct size. There are pictures everywhere demonstrating how to properly stow carry-ons in the overhead bins. And yet, there's always someone like this, right? One too many carry-ons, and that carry-on is way too big, and they stand in the aisle trying to jam that thing into the overhead bin, right? Delaying your flight. When it comes down to it, people do what they want, when they want, regardless of what anyone says. Such expressions of personal freedom only create more rules and regulation. Our spaces, our public spaces, are filled with signs, warnings, and instructions. Yet we only see more chaos as individuals 
resist the law as an expression of their individual freedom. You know, when you wonder why a rule or a law for something that seems pretty trivial or silly is there, remember, somebody tried it. And now we have a rule. If you want to know how people feel about rules and regulations, just listen to what people say. Rules, rules are meant to be broken. In our culture, people live by that proverb and do whatever they want. So all this really makes it hard for us today to hear Jesus in our gospel reading. It's difficult to listen to Jesus and understand what he says because Jesus is talking about rules. He speaks about commands. And the mere mention of command causes resistance to rise. Because usually a command, when my mom gave me a command, it wasn't a choice, right? A command is a rule that cannot or should not be broken. A command doesn't give you the freedom to do whatever you want. But notice one thing in our reading today. When Jesus speaks of commands, he does so in the context of love. Even more love than your mother has when she was giving you all these rules. Starting our reading today, Jesus tells his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commands. You see, this is not the guilt trip, though, like mom would give you. You know, mom would say, if you love me, you would do what I ask. This is different. In our gospel text, Jesus is preparing the disciples for a time of deep sorrow. They've been with him, they've experienced his love, and loved him in return. But soon, he's going away. So in our reading in the context today, we've stepped back into Holy Week now. Jesus has just had the Passover meal with the disciples. He has washed their feet. He's instituted the Lord's Supper. And now Jesus tells the disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, we see the word commandments and we immediately think of the Ten Commandments, right? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord or God in vain. You shall, not, you shall keep the Sabbath holy. You shall honor your mother and father. You should not commit murder, commit adultery, should not steal, should not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You should not covet your neighbor's wife, workers, or possessions. Thanks to my confirmands, I wrote that all out by myself without looking at anything because we write them out all the time. Well, these are the commandments that God gave Moses for us to follow as Christians. These are not the commandments that Jesus was talking about when Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You see, Jesus gave other commandments to the disciples during his ministry. On the night in which Jesus just showed his love to the disciples as now is preparing them for the events of Good Friday, Jesus was asking the disciples to follow the command he gave to the disciples back in John chapter 13. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you you also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you lo have love for one another. Love for one another as I have loved you. That is what Jesus is commanding us to do in our reading today. Love is connected to keeping the commandments. You see, God also wants us to remember his love in keeping the Ten Commandments. But God doesn't want us to keep the commandments because of fear or force or because of threats, or because of punishment. No commandments are followed and kept because of love. We put God first because we love God. We don't take his name in vain or defile the Sabbath because we love God. We don't murder, 
commit adultery, steal, or gossip about others because we love God. We don't covet because we love God. We love God because He loved us first. God created us to love, to love each other and to love Him. And Jesus is preparing the disciples for His death and resurrection, reminds them to love one another. Just as I have loved you. When people see that love, they will know. They will know that you are my disciples. Then notice in our reading today, Jesus doesn't just give a commandment to follow and then leaves it to us to follow up. Jesus asks his Father in heaven to send help. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Notice the word helper is capitalized in our reading today. It's a reference to the name for the Holy Spirit. We learned some time ago that the word for Holy Spirit, our helper, is paraclete. In ancient times, when you would get into legal trouble for not following the rules, you were given a paraclete. A paraclete would be the person who defends you in court. The word paraclete is translated in many meanings. It means advocate, helper, intercessor. But you notice in that verse there, it says another helper. So that means we have more than one helper? Yes, we do. We have both Jesus and the Holy Spirit as our helper. Jesus was our first advocate, our first helper, our first intercessor that went before us to the cross in the tomb. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is another advocate, another helper, an intercessor who dwells within us. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and you will be in and will be in you. We know that in baptism the Holy Spirit enters us and remains there. But what does dwell mean? Dwell comes from the Greek word meno, which means to reside, to remain. Not only does the Holy Spirit, our helper, reside in us, the Holy Spirit remains in us. Listen to the eyewitness account of John the Baptist at the baptism of Jesus. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained. It dwelled on him. Through baptism, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and we also dwell in Jesus, both our helpers. Why does Jesus send us another helper? He loves us just as we need to be loved, doesn't he? And because of his love, he helps each one of us. Listen to the words that Jesus says to the disciples just before his arrest. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now, an orphan in Jesus' time is someone who needed help. It wasn't just an orphan. It was a sojourner or a widower, people who needed help. Jesus is telling us, I will not leave you as one in need of help. I will come to you. Well, we know that Jesus came back to the disciples physically after the resurrection. And then God sent the Holy Spirit just 10 days after Jesus ascended into heaven on Pentecost. But Jesus also comes to us today. How does Jesus come to us this side of the ascension? Jesus comes to us through his word. In just a few minutes, Jesus is going to come to you in the bread and the wine, his body and his blood. In the meal he instituted with the disciples, Jesus, our helper, comes to you.
and the Holy Spirit comes to us today. The Holy Spirit comes to those who are baptized. Through the water and the word, another helper comes to us in our baptism. And one day, Jesus will return. We talked about that last week. He will return. He will come back. Jesus says that leave us or forsake us. He is always with us. You know, we can only begin to understand the depths of God's love for us. In his love for us, God became a man in Jesus Christ, and he lived as one of us to show us the love of his Father. And in return, Jesus gave us the command to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you, all, you also are to love one another. Consider how different the command of Jesus sounds in our culture today. A command is a rule, and rules are made to be broken, not kept. And when it comes to keeping rules, we do so only because of penalties or punishment. Jesus, however, has nothing to say about penalties and nothing to say about punishment. Instead, today he talks about love, a deep and everlasting love which leads those to follow him to obey his commandments. You see in this reading how Jesus is drawing us in. He's drawing us in through love to follow his commandments instead of standing behind us and telling us, do what I say. Jesus will go to sit at the right hand of his Father and rule over all things. His rule, however, will not be imposing laws or rules or regulations on people. He will rule through love. When our reading today, just a few hours after, on Good Friday, Jesus is about to show the disciples the radical nature of his love. He will endure the cross, the punishment of all sin, and be crucified and buried. And those, and they will lose the one who, who loved them. The disciples will lose Jesus unto death, but that same Jesus will rise and reveal the power of his, the everlasting love of God. Sin and Satan, and even death itself, cannot separate Jesus from his people. He will rise from the dead and ascend into heaven. And on Pentecost... Ten days later, after his ascension, the Holy Spirit will come and the church will be born. Jesus promises us an intimate relationship of love with him. He promises he will send his Holy Spirit to live within us. His Spirit will be our helper in times of trouble. His, our counselor in times of difficult decisions. Our comforter in times of sorrow. Our advocate in times when we need defense. His spirit reminds us of Jesus, our first helper, and draws us closer to him. This spirit recalls his commands to our minds and his love to our hearts. So when we hear the commands of Jesus, they are the words of someone who loves us with the deepest love. To love is to live in his word and follow his commands. But unfortunately, Christians can sometimes approach the commands of God more like travelers in an airport. And the rules that mom said to you over and over again. Even as a Christian, you can find the commands of God burdensome. Some Christians speak of, about commands only as rules we have to keep. We can resist the commands and choose to do whatever we want. 
do I really have to? Today in our text, Jesus invites us into a way of life that is beyond the love and the relationship between a mother and a child. We remember all the rules mom would give us to follow as kids, but we also remember mom's love. My mom's been gone for many years now, but I can still remember some of the rules that mom gave me over and over again because well, I heard them quite often. But more than that, I also remember my mom saying many times over and over again, I love you a bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck and a hug around your neck. She said it all the time. We follow mom's rules because they draw us closer to mom. Closer to mom's desire for her children. And as long as mom is alive, her children remain under her protection and are very near and dear to her. Because a mom never stops being a mom. If you love me, Jesus says, you will keep my commandments. Our life. But following Jesus is not done to earn his love or to win his approval. We don't need penalties and punishment to get us to follow him. Why not? Because we have his love. And when we do, we delight in his commands to love one another. Love one another just as I have loved you. Do I have to? I want to. I want to love just as you loved me. Amen? Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless.